This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, I want to thank uh, Dr. John Kincaid for coming in. Again, his book is entitled A New Covenant Jew. And you can find it on Amazon online, Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-I-D, A New Covenant Jew. It's a good read, and I'm going to get a signed copy. That's one of the privileges of being a host, Karen. When I, when I interview these authors, I get, I get free books, yeah. and they're signed. So my, my next guest is Heather Bollinger. He- Heather, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor. Great to have you on the show. I, I got something to show you. I got something to show you, Heather Bollinger. I can't wait. Let's see it. Do you know what I'm going to show you? I don't know. I'm hoping it's something... This with... is my wedding book right here. Oh, okay. I have in my wedding book, this is the rite of marriage. All right. I've been having weddings for almost 30 years. That's a long time. And every single wedding I've witnessed is written in my book. Well, fantastic. Starting with number one, all the way through all of these pages. This is one of my next ones. I'm going to, Marcus Marsh is going to give, it's full of uh, uh, some invites. It goes all the way, um, currently I'm at, at around 352. I think i got to update that. So, what is your number? Well, you have baptized all the boys. Who had your wedding? Bishop Vetter. Okay. So, so th- I thought you might and have you been know in my, him very well. I, I thought you might have been in my book. I am sorry. And so I, I thought, I thought I would, I thought I would bring you in. And, that would have uh, been fantastic. Uh, but he had your wedding. Yes. Does Bishop Vetter have a book? Uh, I, well, you're going to have to ask him. I'm he's, going to. He's, he's 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 a bishop now out in Helena. He's got a, he's got a lot a lot more going on. So, uh, but but I, I baptized your boys. You did all three. Their names? Brandon, Logan, and Ryan. Fantastic. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're an active member here at Corpus Christi. Yep. Uh, you're on my finance council. Yes. And you also are on my rectory committee. Yes. How exciting. I have, uh, I have six women yeah. on my rectory committee who select everything from flooring to doorknobs. That's right. And you have been deputized to, to work together. You meet with the cabinet builders. You meet with the furniture people. You meet with the flooring. You meet with everything. Yes. And so you're on my rector committee. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Center, so a little tiny town of 800 people. And uh, um, so I grew up Catholic. Uh, my mom went to uh, St. Mary's, so she graduated from St. Mary's. Um, but my dad grew up Lutheran. And so um, I was introduced to the Lutheran faith through, you know, my grandparents uh, from his parents and then, you know, Catholic faith with my parents and, and on my mom's side. So but we we um, we had attended church. Uh, we attended mass every Sunday. Never, never missed a uh, Never missed a mass. That was just one thing that growing up, like, oh, my goodness, could we ever just sleep in? But nope, <laughs> mom and dad wouldn't let us. So so we attended mass every Sunday. Um, you know, I, I we uh, growing up in Center, we didn't have, um, um, you know, Catholic school. So I went right. and attended public school and things like that. So, but yeah, we, I, I my mom and dad were, were very um, involved in the, in the church. My dad was a, a, a you know, a, 
council member and things like that too. So, so yeah, spend a lot of time at mass and I got to know the priests very well. My parents were always real close and invited them over for dinner and spent a lot of time at Lake Chida with father uh, Reardon. He would always invite everybody over. So, so yeah, I, I always, I was very proud of my Catholic faith growing up. Um, Let's move into you, uh, your professional life and what you went to school for. Yes. So I attended the University of Mary for uh, radiologic technology. So I was in the medical field. And uh, so, yeah, so through college, um, yeah, I attended University of Mary, graduated from there and, um, you know, attended mass, but not every Sunday. So I, I did, but I I. It wasn't something that I was drawn to like every single Sunday and, and felt like I was missing out if I didn't go. Um, when college hit for me, it was kind of like, oh, I finally had a little bit of a choice so that I I chose what you said on um, uh, in your sermon on Sunday. I had to giggle a little bit. You talked about St. Mattress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell, the, tell the people what that is. Yeah. So Monsignor was sharing with us about St. Mattress is, is choosing to uh, sleep on your mattress on Sunday morning and, and uh, stay there where it's uh, cozy and comfy and not getting yourself out of bed. I didn't so. learn that until uh, North Dakota State. I, I was, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer. I didn't want to do this. Okay. And I was, I was living in the dorm before I went into the seminar. And yeah, I mean, my hungover friends, what, yeah, they, you know, they said that I went to St. Mattress. I didn't get it. And they said, well, you know, they just kind of stayed in bed. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, St. Mattress is, is a, a, a very popular saint. Yes. But we can't do it like that because they had to get together. Uh, they came, uh, gathered to worship. But that, th- thank you for the reference to my homily. Yeah. That was a fun homily in the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I what I like uh, in 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 where we're going here is that your your faith has changed in your life, and and, and people uh, people you know it's like kind of like shopping for a new vehicle or new home. There's highs and lows. And you, you, you got to take the highs, you got to take the lows, you got to be... It's the same with living our faith. But some people think that when you hit a low point in faith, like you've lost it or you can't recover or, or you're not worthy. So, so your, your faith in college um, took, a, took a different turn and you are at a different place now and people need to hear this. But I, but I think one of the reasons why you're sitting here in front of me, why you're active in this parish of Corpus Christi, why you're a lector, a Eucharistic minister, a member of the Finance Council, and my rectory committee, is that you had something to fall back on. You, you, were, you, were, given, you were given an experience of the faith. This is almost like osmosis. It's, it's passed on as a child. So, and, and, and a lot of people, when they lose faith, they don't know what to fall back on. So you, you had a, you know, highs and lows, but you could always fall back on your faith, right? Very, very much so. I, I, and that's what I'm trying to think of with my own boys who are now all teenagers. Um, I just pray that they will, that my husband and I are giving them this to fall back on when they have their lows, because mm-hmm. I... If it happened to me, I'm sure it's going to happen to them as well, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And the highs and the lows have come and gone, even, you know, a low in college, but then even a low, you know, later, it just, it, it's kind of almost like a little roller coaster, ups and downs. So, but I do feel like my mom and dad and my grandparents, everyone gave me that firm foundation to fall back on. Um, 
and and just I think for me, just um, I didn't notice it at the time, but now I see like different things that happened where God put things into my life to bring me back to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I I don't I don't feel like I ever left, but I wasn't involved and I wasn't faithful like I should like I wanted to be. So. You know, one one of the things that I laugh kind of about it, it when I lived in Minneapolis um, after college, I, I got a job in Minneapolis, and I hadn't gone to mass for a little while. And uh, the apartment that I found there was right across the street from a Catholic church. So I literally looked out my apartment windows to the Catholic church, and I could, I, I it just like I saw it all the time. Like, oh, okay, well, I think I'm supposed <laughs> to go back to mass now. <laughs> I think this was God's way at the time. I didn't think of it. But now when I look back, I just know that that was that was the Holy Spirit calling me to just walk across the grass and go back to Mass and, 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 and hear God's Word again. So let's talk about parenting a little bit um, from, from your point of view. Uh, you have um, come to Mass. I, I see your entire family in Mass every Sunday. Your three boys are always there. And, and some, some, of, some of the parents whose children leave the faith think that they've failed where in fact you really haven't failed because a parent cannot live the lives of their children but what you're doing is you're giving them this basis of faith it's there for them and they have to live that faith so I I always remind our parents that that you, you raise them you teach them and they live their lives and they they can fail professionally. It's not your fault. They can fail spiritually. It's not your fault. They can fail spirit, uh, personally. It's not your fault. If you've given them that good upbringing, which is what your responsibility is. That's what I tell my boys. So, so when they'll they'll make certain comments and, and things, and and then I'll I'll use the the phrase like, "Well, Jesus gave me to you, or gave gave them to me." Sorry, I said that backwards. Jesus gave. When, when I'm talking to the boys, I say, he, he gave you guys to me. My job is to raise you in the faith so that you can get back to him. So when there's a question about, like, if they don't think I'm, they might think my rules are a little too, you know, strict here or there. But my job is, my job is to teach them about Jesus and get them to heaven. That's so, my job. So in college, you went to school for respiratory therapy? Uh, radiologic technology. So x-ray. Uh, and, X-ray and mm-hmm. and what? Um, uh, how, how long were you in that field? You know, I did that for about ten years, and then I decided to um, stay home and raise our boys. Uh, you did something even more noble and more difficult to stay home and to be a full time mom. Uh, to t- yeah. t- tell us, t- tell us about um, becoming uh, uh, involved with Pampered Chef. Uh, tastefully simple. Yes. Tastefully simple. That's okay. That's all right. It's, uh, this is the wor- these are the worst <laughs> notes ever. I'm, I'm told you're a respiratory therapist no. and that you work for Pampered Chef. Is your name Heather? Competition. My name is Heather. Thank okay. goodness. <laughs> but not Pampered Chef. Tastefully simple is wonderful. So I, I think that that actually, um, you know, God put that into my, my hands there too, because in my, my, the job that I had, um, was very, um, I could not get away from work ever for anything. And so that particular um, uh, employer that I worked for just didn't 
wouldn't have allowed that. So I oftentimes look back at that too, knowing that that choice that I made to decide to do that, it's a direct sales company that sell, I sell food. Um, it has given me the freedom to make my own hours, which allows me to go to daily mass. Yes, it does. And, and you, so if I would have had my other job, I would not have been correct. able to do that. And, you, and you're and you one of the lectors at yes. Daily Mass. Yes, so I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy Daily Mass. The time there is just, it's just so personal. And uh, I just feel like... Homilies are short and sweet, right? <laughs> well, I think it doesn't matter how long your homily is. You no. always have a good message, All Father right. Ani and you. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're coming up on 45 minutes past the hour. Heather Bullinger is a mother... She is a wife. She is an active Catholic. And we're going to ask her what advice she would give to other Catholics who are challenged or confused by their faith or or even parents who have a sense of failure and how they've raised their children because of the ups and downs of of living our faith, which Mm -hmm. is not always easy and requires some endurance. We'll be back in just one moment. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. This is Father Chuck Huck from the Diocese of Crookston. Today I'm thinking about going to Mass. What is the importance of going to Mass and gathering as a community? One of the things that I think is very important is we must realize God calls us as His people. He invites us forth. He wants us to be participatory in life, in relationship. He wants to be part of that relationship. What's amazing is most people don't realize God is calling you, and when you wake up on Sunday morning or on Saturday evening when you decide to go to Mass, what you are doing is responding to God's call. And the celebration for the Eucharist actually starts when you start preparing at your home or wherever you're at to come forth to church. Imagine streams of people from everywhere coming together, celebrating because God called them all to be together at that moment, at that time. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Nominate your priest today. <laughs> I think I think we won some donuts around here. Haven't we, Karen? Have we won? Have I won? You, I've won. I don't know. Have I think you? I've been a winner. Been here. Yeah, I think I've been a winner. Okay. A couple <laughs> yeah. of years ago, uh, Father Gregory Luger was a winner. Yeah. Yep, uh, he, 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 he was so nominate your priest. We appreciate that. All right, we're coming to the end of our show. Uh, Heather Bullinger is my guest, a wonderful young woman, and we're talking about her uh, experience of faith 
And, we, you know, people need to be reminded that there's ups and downs. So, so um, how was your faith? How, how was your faith challenged in college? I feel like it was just mostly challenged by time. Um, I was giving my time to other things. So in college, all, everyone who's gone to college uh, understands how busy you are and how much time you have mm-hmm. to put toward your studies, and, and you still want to have some fun as well. So my time went to everything but God. And it's interesting you say that. Do you remember the Catholics come home push? Yes. Um, and they, they did extensive studies. And the, the number one reason why, why people quit going to Mass wasn't because of the priest, wasn't because of the music, wasn't because of church teaching. It was as simple as they fell out of the habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they used their time somewhere, somewhere else. else. That's and exactly so, right. And so that, that's, that's how your faith was challenged. Yeah, it, it, I, that's just truly what I believe. And all of those lows through my, through my, my life with, you know, that's, that's how it's been is, is time. So even when the boys were real, real small, um, we went to mass a lot. That was when you were at uh, St. Joseph's in Mandan and we would go there a lot. But when summer came and we were camping, it was a little harder to get three boys out of a camper and and get them to mass. So, so we didn't go to mass every Sunday in those summer times, but, um, again, gave our time somewhere else. So I I remember my 20 year reunion where one of my friends said, you know, Schumacher, I just haven't been to mass for, for almost 20 years. I said, well, you know, are are you still Catholic? He said, yeah, I'm still Catholic. I just, he said, "I, I got out of the habit and pretty soon I haven't been there for 20 years. And so that is, um, that's very, very important. I, the easiest thing to get out of the habit of doing, for some reason, is worshiping the God who made you. Because we become so fixated on what we can see and what we have. And, uh, but also, that's where hardship can bring a lot of people back to the faith. One of my friends who almost died of cancer is, is thankful for his gift. He calls it now the gift of cancer, which brought him back to the faith. And so our Lord works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. What brought you back to the practice of your faith? You know, I can't. I, I was trying to think of that. Like, I can't really pin it down to, you know, a s- specific things, but... Um, my mom has had health issues her entire life, my entire life. Um, so, you know, I've always been faithful in the fact that when, you know, something's going really wrong with my mom, I, I do pray. And whether I went to mass to do that or not, I would, you know, talk to the Lord and ask him for help with her. Um, and then I, I had some of my own health, health, health challenges and, and things like that too. But, um, to pinpoint it down, I feel like it's more of a broad thing. Like, you know, sometimes people have said something like, well, you know, when did you start following Jesus like that? And I'm like, I don't have a a specific thing that happened to me to bring me, um, closer. I I think it was a grad, more gradual thing versus an, versus an individual thing. And that always kind of bothered me because some of the people that I knew and some people in my family, they always said this, on on this day at this time, this is when I I knew I was you know this was it that was that was the moment I knew I was going to be following the following Jesus, and I always felt like almost a little bit of a failure failure at that thinking like well why haven't I experienced that where mine was more smaller smaller things on maybe a daily or weekly basis that would that I would notice that that just drew me closer to God. 
what does living your faith do for you? Oh, it just keeps me going every day. <laughs> I need a lot of help. I am not, uh, I fail every day. I fail morning, noon, and night. So for me, the more time I spend with God, the more I feel like I can try to be like him. So w- when you come to Mass, do you feel the good news? Yes. That's, when I don't come to Mass, when I don't receive the Eucharist, that was hard for me for COVID, with COVID. Yes, we did our Mass online, and we, we watched it, and you know we still read through our prayers, and we, we did all of that. But, I mean, boy, that first time I received the Eucharist after that whole... What almost a year? I was, I cried because <laughs> I the, cried. The, the, the word the word gospel comes from evangelium, which means good news. And when I when I was uh, reviewing um, homiletics classes for for deacons primarily, when I was involved with that program early on, um, deacons in training, so to speak, I would ask them. Now, in the homily you just gave me, where was the good news in that homily? So do you, do you feel that in our preaching here we are delivering good news? Very much so. There's so many times that you uh, and Father Ani will say something, and I'll be like, "Hmm, did they just like I, I like Are they reading my mind?" Or yes, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Or right. like you know something you might have said was something that happened the night before, or or would pertain to right. something that's currently going on. And I just know that. I know that that's that, the work of the Spirit, yeah, right? The Holy Spirit is speaking homily, through you. I, I'll, I'll ask them now. Why did you like that homily? And it's just it was. It, I don't even know what they're saying. It's, right. a, it's the strangest thing because it's just it, touching it, it, you now, personally. When I, when I write a homily, you know, the homilies are to make the comfortable uncomfortable and the uncomfortable comfortable. Homilies need to challenge us. We need to be reminded of of church teaching because that's what's good for us. But above all, there has to be good news in the homilies we hear, uh, or else uh, we're, we're, we're going to become discouraged, just like the, um, the Israelites in Egypt. So, so you hear the good news when you come to Mass, you receive the Holy Eucharist, you hear the Word, and then you receive the Word made present in the Holy Eucharist, and um, you, are, um, you are back and, and active. Uh, let me ask you, uh, as we uh, wrap this up, what advice do you give to people who are challenged about their faith, confused about their faith, angry about their faith? Um, you've been through a lot, and you're here. What advice do you have for them? The, the most important thing I can think of is just not be afraid to actually walk in the doors and go sit down in a pew, whether it's during... Obviously, we want everyone to come to Mass, but even just to hear what maybe in the chapel or just um, maybe at Eucharistic Adoration. Maybe if somebody hasn't been in, in you know, at, to Mass in 20 years, they wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. But maybe just walking in the doors and just sitting quietly in a pew when no one is there, when no one, the doors are open. Just come and listen to what God is trying to tell them. We, we started the Eucharistic Adoration here at Corpus Christi um, after I came. And that's where the Eucharist is put out in the monstrance. And the church is quiet. And people don't know kind of what to do. My response to them simply was, just sit and let our Lord look at you. And you look upon our Lord. Just sit and say nothing. Because above all, as Mother Teresa said, God speaks to us in the silence of our heart. Just be silent in the presence of God. 
uh, be silent and know that, that I am God. Uh, Heather, hang on here just a bit. We're going to move and do a little bit of work. Uh, Eli's harassing me, uh, <laughs> wanting to do a preview of the next show. This is his last show. Eli, I'm sad. You're sad, Monsignor. I've always enjoyed working with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. you got a fantastic radio voice. <laughs> and uh, you're always um, good at what you do. And tell people again where you're, where you're headed. Yeah, well, after this Friday, I'll be uh, moving down to Vermilion, South Dakota. So if you're listening to us down in the Vermilion area, you'll probably start to see me showing up at your parish. So is it a RPR <laughs> network? Whom nope. are you working I'll for? I'll be working for the state of South Dakota, uh, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. South, a, so you're a state employee? Yep, as a field engineer. So you won't hear me on air. I'll be behind the scenes and stuff. So federal holidays off. <laughs> we'll see, I don't know. <laughs> we wish you the best, uh, Eli. Let us know what's coming up on the next show. Yeah, for sure. We've got another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. That's hosted by Kathleen Kavork. She's exploring the Rapid City Flood of 1972. It's the 50th anniversary of this life-changing flood on June 9th. She'll be joined by Kathy Cordes. She's the archivist for the Rapid City Diocese, who's gathered incredible stories of God's miracles and God instances, even in the midst of the flood. You won't want to miss that. That's coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier the uh, Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth, which is now happening. Eli, you listening? Uh, she was already queen 15 years before I was born. And uh, she was queen for many, many more years before you were born, Eli. So um, take that for granted. Uh, uh, take that for what it's worth. And uh, it's also uh, Celtics play tonight. Heather, thank you for being with us. <laughs> thank you for Keep having me. Keep up your me. good work. Anything else? Any last remarks? What do you want to say? The, the, you know, the last thing I would, would just like to end with is, is um, just spending more time with, with God even at home. So, yes, at Mass for sure, but then at home. One thing that has just been a blessing to me is um, the Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. Mm-hmm. Um, I started that last January, so January 1st last year, and I did it the whole year, and I started again this year just because I loved listening to that message so much. Thanks for being on the show. We started with uh, Deacon Brian Lardy. I visited with Isaac Golan, a new Catholic. We visited with Dr. John Kincaid, who wrote his book, and now you, Heather. Thanks for wrapping up the show. Thanks, Monsignor. I wish everybody a good rest of your day, and thank you for listening to Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. God bless all of you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.